Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Rob Pizzola is a professional sports gambler from Canada. Comes on with us every week. You can follow him on Twitter at Rob Pizzola. He comes to us courtesy of BetStamp. BetStamp compares odds at dozens of sports books and automatically shows you where to bet so that you can get the best odds and save money. So download the BetStamp app today. And then, of course, I always remind you, Rob also has the Hammer Betting Network. You can follow them on Twitter at TheHammerHQ or you could visit the website TheHammer.Bet. Hello, Rob. Hello, Mark. You were four and two on this show last week, but you had two of what I consider to be the greatest uh, handicapping wins in show history. You told us Kansas City first half minus five and a half, and the way that you handicapped it was spot on, even with Chad Henney coming in for the longest touchdown drive in uh, in Chiefs history. But the way that you handicapped that first half was perfect. Well, I appreciate that. I mean, I was uh, – I, I may have thrown a thing or two in my office when I saw Mahomes get injured and Henny come in because I had a considerable bet on uh, the Chiefs. But, yeah, that was pretty incredible. 98-yard touchdown drive, the last thing you'd expect. Sometimes you just need to be lucky in sports betting. So – um, I was, you know, I was really happy with the way that game that worked out, the way that game worked out, because obviously anyone who had taken the Chiefs for the full game uh, would have got backdoored there at the end. So, uh, yeah, appreciate that, Mark. And 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 the, the second part of that, the second thing that was so perfectly handicapped was the teaser, because you talk about mm-hmm. Kansas City if you had them for the whole game, but if you teased them down, as Rob suggested, you won the teaser. So, I mean, that that was, the, I mean, you, 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 you seemed like a sports gambling expert based on uh, that game. Yeah, I did. And then the Cowboys played the 49ers on Sunday. And uh, I, you, I wouldn't have seemed like, I, I think I started 4-0 and and then finished with 0-2 in that game. But, I mean, uh, I'll take a 4-2. and I, I'll take that any day of the week. I know that's probably, Mark, you wouldn't take that because I'm sure you just threw all six of those into a parlay and it, and it lost. Um, that's what I, you know, but I'll take right, four. Well, if you want to, if you want to play that way, you did not start two and zero. You started zero and one because you told us to take the Montreal Canadiens at plus two hundred over the Panthers. Oh, true. They they got smoked <laughs> in that game too. That was not close. Yeah, All right. I mean, well, yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, were you aware that Frank Reich played in the NFL before he coached in the NFL? Um. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. We just learned. We just learned that. Yeah. Do you know what he's known for? I mean, 
I don't know what Frank Reich is particularly known for. I, I mean, in the past, it would have been, I guess, like his work with other quarterbacks and, and you know, bringing quarterbacks to, um, at, like, be good, solid quarterbacks. But if, <laughs> there's probably something outside of this that I'm completely it's, missing. The, the, everybody's texting in the greatest comeback in NFL history. Oh, but, like, yes. All right. Yes. Yeah. He is known for like he he went to college at Miami, did he not? No, he beat Miami at Maryland. Ah, right, right. Okay, that's that's that. So that's the biggest comeback there. Yes, there was like a that? that was like the thirty-one nothing halftime game, correct? Yeah, you know that. You know that Crowder? No, we don't know any of this stuff. But no, we did is, interview, we did, we, you know who we interviewed in the three o'clock hour, Rob, which was really more our speed for this show, as, as, as you might know. You don't listen to us online, do you? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I can't <laughs> say that I do. Well, in the three o'clock hour, you missed Eric Mittenthal, the president of the National Hot Dog and Sausage Council. Mm. That's. Any anything interesting that I, that I missed there? That I like a takeaway that I can use for the the hot dog competition this year or something? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll be sure to go back and listen, Mark. You really said that one well to me. We learned a lot. That's funny. All right, let's talk about the conference championship games with Rob Pizzola. Again, you can go uh, follow him on Twitter, at Rob Pizzola. So, um, Bengals and Chiefs, this has been fascinating. I have been fascinated by the line because we got on the air Monday, and I said the the Bengals are getting one in Kansas City. And Crowder said to me, put the bet in. And I never bet a Sunday game on Monday just for whatever reason. And then all of a sudden, by the end of the show Monday, it was pick them or even Bengals minus a half. And then all of a sudden, you get to yesterday, and it's Bengals minus two and a half. And now today, it's back to Kansas City minus one. So what is going on here, and what side do you have? So this is a lot to do with speculation on Patrick Mahomes. And early on in the week, um, obviously the prognosis didn't look good high ankle sprain, there's potential that he could not play the game, so on and so forth. So all the early money comes in on Cincinnati because the expectation is that Patrick Mahomes is going to be hobbled. As the week has gone on, there was one large betting group that does sell picks that tends to move the market. They're called Right Angle Sports. They released the Kansas City Chiefs plus two and a half as a bet. So that brought a little bit of Chiefs money in. And then we saw Patrick Mahomes practice in full yesterday. He walked up to the podium without a walking boot on. Everyone was examining, you know, the way he was walking. Seemed like it was okay. You get more Chiefs money uh, in terms of the speculation on whether or not Mahomes is going to be fine. Personally, this is the exact type of game that I hate to bet on because I have no idea how Patrick Mahomes' ankle injury is going to hold up this week. I will say this, if it doesn't hold up, if I'm watching this game, first series, and he's hobbling to even hand the ball off like he was last week, I won't be able to live bet Cincinnati quick enough in that spot. Because the right. one thing about Mahomes this year is he can definitely throw from the pocket. He's been, you know, he's a great quarterback all around. 
But what people fail to realize is that he turns a lot of pressured dropbacks into significant plays. If you look at this season, only 11% of the times he's been pressured this year have resulted in sacks. That's the lowest pressure to sack rate in the entire league. And if he loses that ability to avoid sacks when he's pressured, I think this is a real problem. I think there's a scenario here where the Bengals can do something similar to what they did with the Chiefs in a previous matchup, rush three pretty heavily, contain Mahomes in the pocket, make him throw and try to beat eight in the in coverage, mix in some blitzes here and there. And I think that's a path to success for the Bengals. On the other side of things, a lot of people are very fixated on the Cincinnati offensive line. I've heard some arguments about how Buffalo wasn't able to generate a pass rush last week because the field had snow all over it. It's harder you know, for, for these pass rushers to get home in slippery conditions and that the Chiefs defensive line is going to get a lot more pressure on Joe Burrow this week. It's possible that they can. They have some very good players on the defensive line, including Chris Jones, probably one of the most underrated players in the league. But the thing about the Bengals in the second half of the year is they've really prioritized getting the ball out of Burrow's hands quickly. And this is how they basically dissected the Bills' defense last week. Six or seven yards at a time, they take what was given to them. Joe Burrow has the second fastest time to throw in the entire league, 2.4 seconds. And if you look at the Chiefs' defense this year, they've struggled against this type of quarterback all season long. Their 20th in success rate against quarterbacks who get rid of the ball in two and a half seconds or less. I do think that ultimately the Bengals will still move the ball. The challenge for me here is that December 4th, these teams played. Kansas City was on the road at Cincinnati. Kansas City was a two and a half point favorite in that game on the road at Cincinnati. And now they're a one point favorite at home. If Mahomes is fine and the ankle's not a problem, this is one of the most valuable bets you'll probably ever make in your life on Kansas City at home. That's my issue. I think the matchup favors the Bengals, but we've gone so far here now because of the, the ankle injury that I have no idea what to do. So this is a very long-winded way for me to say that I have not placed a bet on this game. I probably will not place a bet on this game prior to the start, but I'm going to be watching very carefully for Mahomes' first couple dropbacks and see how that ankle looks. And I will look to get involved in this game one way or another, depending on his ankle injury situation. Now, because um, we, you know, we wanted to bet the Bengals at the beginning of the week, and then when it got to Kansas City getting two and a half points at home, I was very tempted just to jump on it, ankle or not, to get KC at home in a conference championship game. So is is there a point spread that it could get to where you would have to give yourself action before the game? So here's, I think the most likely scenario for me at this point is that Maybe we get another situation where today and tomorrow, Patrick Mahomes practices in full. He looks fine. Sunday, he takes the field in pregame, and he's throwing. He's dropping back to throw. Everything looks fine. I think if that happens, there's going to be Kansas City money that comes in on Sunday before the game. And maybe this gets out to two and a half. Maybe it gets out to three, and you see a bunch of late Kansas City money. If that happens, I would bet the Bengals at plus three. I'm not saying it's likely, but I, I can see that case being made where the, the, the limits are highest on Sunday in the NFL. Lots of pro bettors, people who bet way, way more than I do, are waiting for Sunday to bet because they can get the most amount of money down. In a situation where Mahomes looks good in that pregame warm-up, 
I could see a ton of money coming in on Kansas City. So my my thoughts now are like we're in this dead area probably until Sunday. But if the Chiefs take this late money, then I'll bet the Bengals right before kickoff. All right. How about the uh, the late game? It's the 49ers at Philadelphia. I like the Eagles again this week. Um, you know, just from like a pure power rating standpoint, there's not a lot separating these two teams in the market. Philly's probably just a slightly better team overall. Uh, you give them home field advantage, which is worth in Philadelphia in the playoffs, roughly two points or so. You see why the spread is two and a half. I just really like the matchup for the Eagles. So a couple big reasons why. The 49ers have been very vulnerable against quarterback runs this year. Uh, when a opposing quarterback has scrambled the ball, or, or, or scrambled in particular, like any sort of scenario, turned it into a run, the 49ers defense is 26th in success rate at defending those scrambles. They've really struggled. Go back to earlier in the year when they faced Marcus Mariota. They really struggled to contain him in the pocket in that game. We ultimately know Mariota didn't have a good season. So I like Jalen Hurts' opportunity here to be able to do something with his legs. On the outside, the 49ers do not have the second corner. Like they have Trevarius Ward, and then they have Diamador Lenoir, who is going to have to cover one of A.J. Brown or Devontae Smith. And that's a huge mismatch. And unlike the Cowboys coaching staff last week, Mike McCarthy, Kellen Moore, these guys, I mean, I don't know who came up with the game plan last week, but they decided they were just going to hand off to Zeke and against the best running defense in the entire league. And that didn't work. Like, that hasn't worked on San Fran all year. The Eagles have been able to exploit other teams' weaknesses this year. They have a great offensive line which can mitigate a lot of that pressure that the 49ers defensive front has. So I think the Eagles are going to score on the other side of the ball. I love the Eagles defensive line. Like this is a team that's built so strong in the trenches. They can rotate guys in and out. Like they have seven, eight quality defensive linemen that they shuffle in and out. They keep them fresh. They produce the second highest pressure rate in the league without blitzing this season, which is extremely important. I could see this being a Brock Purdy deer in the headlights type of game if the Eagles can get that type of pressure. And on top of that, the one thing that the 49ers have consistently done under Kyle Shanahan is they run the most in-breaking routes in the entire NFL. Five seasons straight, they run more in-breaking routes than any other team. They love these things over the middle of the field, get the ball into these receivers' hands on these crossing routes, and let them do damage. Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, even George Kittle. And the Eagles defend that very well. No team in the NFL has, has allowed less yards after catch on in-breaking routes than the Philadelphia Eagles. They give up two yards per catch, uh, yards after catch, excuse me, per reception on in-breaking routes. And that's because they have very good quarterbacks. James Bradbury, Darius Slay, Avante Maddox is healthy there now. They, they have the weapons the corners that can slow down what San Francisco does best. So I don't think this is a good matchup for the 49ers. I think the 49ers are a great team. They could definitely win the game there, you know, but I I do believe in styles make fights in the NFL. And I think this one really favors the Eagles. So I think two and a half is a short price. I bet anything up until minus three, you want to get in on that two and a half now. Uh, I like Philadelphia quite a bit this weekend. All right. So we should put because we like Philadelphia as well. We should put that in now. You think it's going up. Well, you, you don't have – so I, I just – this is like risk versus reward, right? Like 
if you if you wait on this bet and it goes to three, you you've now cost yourself the three winning on the three, which is the most likely scenario for this game. Philadelphia by three. If you bet it now and there's some San Francisco money and it goes down to two or one and a half, you're not holding that bad of a number at that right. point. So my opinion, right. it, it, it's just one of those things where if, if you wait it out, I think you're only doing yourself a disservice if you like to eat. Yeah, that makes sense. And I've been That's waiting true. for that Brock Purdy deer in the headlights game since he came in against the Dolphins, and it hasn't shown up yet. But <laughs> I'm convinced it's going to show up this Sunday. Uh, Rob you Pizzola. Know what? Sorry, 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 Mark. Yeah, go ahead. It could have happened last week. The 49ers offense was not clicking last week. That was the first time that the 49ers faced a defense with Brock Purdy that had a, a good pass rush like a well above average pass rush. And we saw that, that that can do some damage. And the Eagles defense is better than the Cowboys overall. At least in my opinion, they don't have the they don't have issues at cornerback like the Cowboys did. So th- this is the toughest test he has faced. And it's in an environment where yes, he won at Seattle earlier this year. You know, he's played road games, but this is just different. Like this, a seventh round rookie quarterback playing in Philadelphia in a playoff game with those fans. Like I, I just, I, I, I've actually made a bet, just a very small wager on Brock Purdy over two and a half interceptions at 15 to one in this game. Um, I, I feel like this is, this could be that game that I've been waiting for. It might not be, he just might be the next Tom Brady who knows, but I feel like that game's (laughs) coming. Yeah, I have felt like that game's coming uh, for the entire uh, time since he came in, and it hasn't. Um, I have to read you guys these texts. My right hand to God, these texts are back to back. First one, you guys are awesome. I've been having a really bad week. I think the only time I've smiled all week is during your show. Thank you for all all you do. Appreciate you guys. The very next text. No one is laughing at this dumb bleep. I like the first one. Well, that's how you make the market, right, uh, Rob? There's got to yep. be a buyer and a seller to make a market. Well, true. I mean, you te- you typically, if you're in the business of uh, radio programming, want a lot more buyers than sellers. Um, <laughs> no, nah, you know, I just like making the not, market. I like having an equal amount. It's of not buyers a traditional sports betting market or stock market or anything. <laughs> you you probably want to retain as many of the listeners as possible. Nah, not interested anymore. Maybe when I was younger. <laughs> not, so, not so much anymore. Good advice. Good advice, Rob. He's, he's crazy. Well, I mean, Panthers. Crowder, you just signed a, you, Crowder just signed a new deal anyways. At this point, you know, as long as he put pen to paper, you can have as right. many sellers as he wants. Who really cares at this point? <laughs> the the Florida, Florida Panthers, uh, they've put it together, Rob. Like, and, and, you know, they lost at Pittsburgh uh, Tuesday night, but they still got a point out of it. And uh, I, I, I think uh, they're, they're, looking a li- they're looking as good as they have all season. Definitely can say that. Uh, I mean, obviously the defense is still an issue. Like, you score six goals in a game. You probably shouldn't be losing that game altogether. I'm just going to give you a quick probability of what I have for the Florida Panthers to make the playoffs. I have them up to 31% right now. So you're right, Mark. They've uh, they went from 20% to 31% over the course of a week. Uh, I mean, they still have the talent to do it. I mean, it can happen. 
I, I don't trust the coaching. I don't trust the goaltending. I think those are two integral parts of a hockey team, but team has the pedigree. They were there last year. So, so maybe this is the turning point for them. Yeah. Cause all, I mean, you just need them to sneak into the playoffs at this point. I mean, um, and like you said, they do have the pedigree, although I don't know, you know, Sergei Bobrovsky has been out and, um, Spencer Knight was was out. It's been this Alex Lyon the last few games, although I'm yep. guessing tomorrow it'll be Spencer Knight against the Kings, but I'm not even certain. Um, but they have looked uh, they have looked better, and we're getting excited. You know, the All-Star uh, game is here in uh, in South Florida next uh, next week. I do know that, yes. Uh, I was have tra- you thought you about know, coming down? I was going to consider making a trip. I was considering it, but it's so hard for me to get away during football season. It's, it would just be logistically, I don't think I can swing it, but I, I did consider it. How, mu- how much research do you do on, say, a given game? I mean, do you research for hours during the day? I do zero research on NHL games. No, no, no. Zero. I meant for football. So, oh, for football is a little bit different. So football, um, the starting point for me is I have a, a model, an automated model, that's going to spit out a number on every single game. Um, I do have to keep in tune with what's going on in the league, player injuries, so on and so forth, and update rosters and so on and so forth. So I, I do have to have my foot like on the pulse of um, my hand on the pulse of, of everything that's going on in the league. So I have tons of notifications set. I have tweet deck up with uh, different NFL beat writers, so on and so forth. I'm not so much handicapping the games, uh, where it's more so just having access to information in real time is extremely You're important. looking for an edge. You're just always looking for an edge. Yeah, so for sure. like We see this in the NFL at, at times, but injury information is going to move the market. If I wait to bet that, well, I'm going to have to bet it at a worse number. So if I see something come across my feed of this player went into concussion protocol and I know that they're valuable and worth something – I'm going to go out and make a bet every uh, every time. So for me, I trust in my numbers that I make on games. But what I think is extremely important and when you're betting professionally is the ability to to get bets in at the right time, to time the market is what I call it. So that's that's why I have to be around during the day. And I'm addicted to my phone and my computer during football season because uh, being away, I mean, you could be missing bets at that time. And that's that affects my livelihood. Gotcha. Rob Pizzola. Follow him on Twitter, at Rob Pizzola. It's fascinating stuff because we put so little effort into it. I'm talking <laughs> about the radio show. But gambling as well. Uh, there you go, Rob Pizzola. Thank you as always, Rob. <laughs> all right, guys. Good luck with your bets this week. Thank you, man. Uh, that's fun. Um, all right. <laughs> what? No, we're not going to listen. <laughs> you know, I, <laughs> no, we should put the Eagles bet in now, though. That makes sense, though. Because what's the yeah, difference Niners. if you have it at two and a half or two? But it does make a difference if you have it at three or two and a half. Yeah, yeah. Let's go. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.